Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, time for Life with Gwen. And am I a good talk show host or what? Because I not only brought you a fascinating human, but a really, really cute dog. So today, we're going to talk a bit about those thousands of pictures of your pet that you have on the phone. Um, when I asked, this is Mopsy, and when I asked uh, her her owner, Patty, uh, Patty Bangert, um, if um, she had any pictures on her phone, she said, oh, yeah. And you know you have them too if you're a pet parent. So we are uh, we are here, and Mopsy Mopsy is uh, is joining us for as long as as she feels like it. And uh, we are here today with Kim Rodriguez. Did I say it right? You did. Perfect. Great. Perfect. Wow. And she is. You may know her because uh, she has been doing the photographs for several books. Uh, the first one here on the Cape being uh, Dogs on Cape Cod. You want to hold that up for a yes, second to the absolutely. camera and remind me of um, how many you have like 76 breeds or is um, it more 95 different breeds plus mixed breeds uh -huh. the kind that you don't find on magnets and um, 205 dogs and it's just wonderful we'll talk a bit about how that came to be but I also want to mention that you are a volunteer photographer for both the MSTCA in uh, Centerville uh, in Centerville and, and the a the Animal Rescue League in Brewster, in Brewster I sure am. so it helps to um, you know it helps to get the pictures out and and then you know if you want to rescue a dog you get a chance to see them at their best exactly so and, and it's wonderful too because being able to photograph the dogs for the shelters you know if you can get a great picture picture says a thousand words so it's great to um, hopefully uh, entice someone to say that looks like a dog that looks I've, I've seen like your me. your photos on um, on Facebook for oh, the right. for the for the animal rescue league yes. and um, and we are, um, if this works out with uh, Mopsy getting top billing, that's okay. You guys see me every week. And uh, she is such a little cuddle. She is actually the therapy dog for the oh. features department. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, she is, uh, her owners are uh, Patty, who works here, and, and Colleen Preston. Oh, so um, they are kind enough to share share her with us. Oh, and everybody likes to have a cuddle. I'll give you one later, but she's <laughs> okay, comfortable good, right good. now. Okay. And she's going to be our model today for good. some yes. some photographs. Yes, but for some tips. Can you tell me a little bit about um, how Dogs on Cape Cod came about? Well, my friend was uh, from Arizona, has a summer home in Chatham, and um, she had just gotten a Cavalier King Charles named Murphy. And we were at Waquasset Inn kind of walking around and um, and it was fascinating because Murphy hadn't been to Cape Cod before. So watching Murphy through the eyes, you know, seeing Cape Cod, I should say, through Murphy's eyes, it was just so fascinating, like the bugs, the birds, the flowers, the all new things that he hadn't seen in Arizona. So I said to uh, Chris, Murphy's mom, we should do a book about Cape Cod uh, and dogs, seeing it through Murphy's eyes. That's how it started. And then it grew precipitously. 
it is amazing how much they experience, and especially in a new place. So everybody at home, Mopsy has gotten a little bit concerned because her mom uh, left the room for a moment. So Patty, I hope you're coming back soon. <laughs> but uh, um, it's okay, Mops. We're just babysitting. <laughs> really, it's okay. So uh, she was uh, wanted to. This is one thing when she visits, she likes to make sure her mom is not too yes, far away. Yes, of course. And is that mic close enough for you, Mops? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Good. You want to talk? You want to talk into that mic? So let's not mess up your hair. That's no. Funny. Or mine. Um, so. Tell me a little bit about what you do when you're when you're photographing um, those dogs or people's pets. Uh, what you do to kind of get the dog's best side? Um, well, I think finding some sort of commonality. Some, I think if you let the dog know how much you're enjoying them and you love them and they feel welcome, um, then things work out for you. So, so that. Uh, comfort level is super important. And then once you do that, um, I'm known for making crazy sounds uh, to get the dog's attention. And um, in fact, I've embarrassed quite a few people. Or if I make a sound, if I start my sound things and the dog parent it looks at me like, oh my God, you have absolutely lost it. And they're, they almost kind of jolt up and say, oh my God, what, what is she doing? And they're, they're afraid. The dog's fine, but the, the uh, humans are a little like, what's going on here? So, Anyway, I make crazy sounds. That's one way to get a dog's attention. And uh, you have, I noticed, maybe you can show us that you use a couple of different cameras. Maybe you can tell us just a little bit about them. I, and yep, yep. then we'll go to the camera that most of us live with. Okay, great. Well, uh, in actuality, I did get a, a big girl camera um, about a year ago. Um, but this is just a great little, it's a 70D Canon. Um, not super expensive, um, and I the lenses are um, so that was that was an investment. But a lot of people say, oh, you have to have a super super expensive, you know, three, four, five thousand dollar camera to get a good picture. And it's not it's not about that. It's about and I can do it with my cell phone as well. It's getting compositionally the right image um, and getting the attention of the dog. Uh, that evokes the emotion from the dog. That's that's what's important. But I do have the 70D that I always use, um, and a 2470 lens, which is great. And then if I want to be right on top of the dog, so say you want to be, um, uh, you, you want to take pictures of Mopsy's eyes, you'd get that nice close up and get right on top of the features of the dog that you want to capture. Um, and then my other lens that I use often is um, a 70 to 200 uh, telephoto lens. And then that way, if the dog is shy or if the dog is doing a lot of activities, running, jumping, I can be away from the dog and get that wonderful buttery quality uh, in the image. Um, well, it's, we should tell people that uh, the photograph behind us is one that Kim took for Dogs on Cape Cod. That's right. And it's amazing to me that she got those little Yorkshire Terriers yes. to sit still like that. And uh, and they didn't, they're so light, they didn't blow away though because their collars keep them anchored. They have lots of um, little <laughs> notes and messages on the collars, but a uh, little Monomoy and Fenway, I have to give them a shout out. <laughs> so, and now you're from Chatham, right? Uh, originally from Northern Virginia, but I've been here for about 45 years. Yeah, long time. And uh, it, um, it's a, uh, sorry guys, it, it's just so comforting holding this dog, yes. but you know what W.C. Field said, you know, it is a little distracting, you know. <laughs> he said, you know, Mopsy don't walk the dog. So. It's, I was very comfortable, Mopsy, yes, you, you are. Um, and uh, 
when we were talking about uh, getting them in motion and getting that buttery quality, yes, um, you have I think down to your yes, your I right do. a photo with a story yes. that uh, is pretty dramatic. So if you could hold that up, like on top of where the books are, okay. So it's right in the camera, and uh, don't worry, mops, it's not a real dog. That would be a dog that might worry you. That's though, right. Huh? That's a big dog. So. so this this is Midget, and it was a very funny story. Um, Ann Corrigan is an amazing breeder of Vichelis, which this dog is. And she said to me, um, well, I had asked permission if I could photograph Midget. She said, oh, absolutely. I do some fun training exercises. Um, you can watch. I said, okay, great. So we go out. It's snowing. Um, it's a couple of years ago. And... Um, all I, I had my um, tripod set up. I had everything all set up. I was so excited. It was freezing. And she said, are you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. And all of a sudden, she takes something out of her, it was like a fanny pack, but in front, and whips out this bird. And it was the birds that uh, the um, bird dogs train with. And oh. they, don't, they don't hurt them. They just, all of a sudden, this bird came flying out with this, sound and um it scared the daylights out of me and i and she said did you get that i said i didn't get a thing i don't even know what happened and so we we retook it but meanwhile so the second time i was able to get midget um in the shot going after the the bird and they safely retrieve it they have soft mouths so brought the bird back and Anne put the bird back in her pocket okay let yeah. me make sure i have this straight yeah. this dog would retrieve birds it would be a like help hunting exactly right? exactly but it knows to not hurt the bird yeah soft mouth. so they don't that's hurt. a live bird that's coming out live of the pouch. Bird. live bird yeah that would have startled me too yes yes exactly <laughs> so that was that was really fun great story that's a, a beautiful photo <laughs> you know you. really in action thank you so yeah and you are being a beautiful girl because you're sitting nice and still. Let's see. Oh, hi. Look, it's it's Richard Williams, and he's saying hello from Muncie, Indiana. Hello, Richard. Thank you for joining us. Yep. Anyway, should we um, – you want to try and see if we could do a couple of photos sure. of Mopsie um, in case she gets tired of the, the spotlights here. Absolutely. And uh, then we can go back and talk some more about the books. Okay. And, oh, my goodness. I can even do it right so, where she's sitting. Right, okay. Sitting in your lap. Um, so, let's see. And, again, you can easily do this with a, a cell phone. It's just it's all about composition and getting that little personality. Um, so I'm going to make some of my crazy sounds. Okay. <laughs> get the uh, little the personality you get a little little um, action shot a little concern which is great and then I happen to have um, bacon bits in my pocket which I always carry and the great thing with this is um, that you can control where the eyes are going when you uh -huh. take your picture because so many times people take pictures but their eyes are up here okay. so for instance Mopsy Mopsy oh, look Mopsy it's bacon look ready so now I can control <laughs> right where her eyes Mopsy she likes Gwen's. I see. Yep. Hi, hi. And then the bacon would just lift. And so that's one little trick, too, of um, being able to control where um, where the dog's eyes are, which is really important. So what did you basically say in dog? Um, well, I can't reveal it. It's uh, personal. Yes, it's just something between us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, those are my those are my gentle sounds. Usually, I get a little crazier. But she wants you to taste the bacon too. <laughs> Auntie Gwen. Oh my goodness! 
Okay, none of the lips. None of the lips. Yeah. Yeah. Gives so. French kissing a whole new meaning, doesn't it? <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> okay, let's just calm that right down. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, let's see if you maybe could. Yeah, maybe if you put it on her. Onto lap. my lap for yeah, a little yeah. while. And, uh, you know. I love you. It's great and everything, but we got we got to think about the viewers who are watching. They want to see your face. They don't want to just see you eating the moisturizer off my face, which could be it. Maybe she dislikes me. But uh, anyway, um, so we unfortunately we can't show you those pictures, but we will be putting them in the paper on Friday. Oh, great! So um, you'll get to see a little bit of that trick now and when you have your camera out yes. is there um you know in terms of uh, not your camera but your iphone yes yes are, are there any particular settings that you use or um, i don't i have a very unfancy um iphone um super easy and i just i honestly just put it on iphoto and take the picture and that's uh -huh. it and sometimes uh, in the end i might add a little you know if i put on facebook a little trim or a little whatever mm -hmm. but it's it is what it is i um people will say oh did you photoshop that i don't own a photoshop program i don't do photoshop it is as you see it. it it happened as you see it so um but yeah so when you're using your iphone just you know as they say and it's such a cliche thing but get closer always mm -hmm. get closer to the your subject and so you can get that that personality out of the dog and and I would imagine that a lot of it is you know starting with the eyes from what you were saying before. Yes, yes. My nose itches. <laughs> um, but uh, so once you get their attention and you get those eyes as the center of the photo, you know, then you'll be exactly. able to exactly to get the because, rest of it. Because even if everything else is blurry, it doesn't matter if the eyes are um, sharp. That's what you're looking for. Just because the eyes are what tells the story, whether it's with people or with dogs. And you've told a story with people as well. Yes. Maybe you'd like to show us, I, I think it's your second book. Uh, uh, third. Third, okay. Um, this one, uh, John Whalen and I did this book called I'm of Cape Cod. And it's 139 people who are chronicled um, all over Cape Cod from all 15 towns, um, including Peter Meyer right from right here at the Cape uh -huh. Cod Times. And it, um, it was fascinating. Um, People like, like I said, from artists and dancers and writers and story everybody, um, and it was great. Uh, and uh, John Whalen, he was so funny because when some, one of the people would have a dog, he I could almost hear under his breath, "Oh no, we're going to be here a long time." <laughs> and um, and sure enough, we were. We would always he knew we would always be late to the next appointment if there was a dog involved. Because, but but the nice part is a dog is such a wonderful common denominator. Um, and if you love somebody's dog, um, they like you in response. They immediately feel that simpatico and just there's just something very special so if you connect with their dog and they see how much you love their dog it makes them so much more relaxed so that was a wonderful thing with with doing the i'm of cape cod and when when the people had a dog it was really fun um and uh i know that the first thing you said when you showed up because i didn't have treats today was don't worry i i carry bacon, carry bacon and absolutely. i always have bacon that's right <laughs> exactly no change but i have lots of bacon <laughs> and uh 
it's uh, it's amazing how how you get to them. Now, have you um, photographed other animals for the? I have. I photographed. Um, as a matter of fact, I always do um, when the MSPCA has um, the Santa with the pets, uh, and then the bunnies with kids and pets and so forth. Um, uh, this last December at Agway, they're always so generous to lend their space, and I I thought I was seeing things, and Santa said. I do dogs, I don't do pigs, and I turn around and there was this uh, pig named Chief who lives on the Cape, uh -huh. um, and a big black pig that they've had forever, um, since a baby, and yeah, so I have, so I have now photographed pigs, rabbits, um, guinea pigs, you name it, I, all of it, all of it. I Cats. think that we might have photographed that pig recently, I remember oh, really? being oh. in the news, news meeting and seeing a big black pig, so oh, I don't know if so it was funny. the same one or not. That's funny. But uh, I. I, for both my sake and yours, yeah, we yeah. recruited Mopsy because she is so gentle. Right. You know, no biting, no, right. no claws. Exactly. You know, no my cat might have said, sat for, uh, you know, a few minutes, but uh, but he would have let us know when he was done. Absolutely. And the yeah. cats are so much fun to photograph, too, because if you can get one, because since you can't, you know, necessarily show it a treat or do whatever, if you get a great one, you feel like a million bucks. It's very rewarding. I was going to ask you, um, you know, my cat is is a, a half Maine Coon cat and half yeah. a gray silver tabby. Yeah, and yeah. I often have trouble sort of like photographing him so that he shows distinctly. Um, is there any trick to that? Well, if you, since, um, so it's an orangey cat, right? Orangey cream. No, no, it's gray. Oh, and, gray, you uh, said gray. I'm sorry. Yeah, and so, like, you know, he's gorgeous, but, yeah. but um, he kind of like sits in his uh, meatloaf position and then, you know, he's just there, so. Well, a couple of fun tips. You could take a blanket or a quilt or whatever it is, say, if, um, since he's gray and white, to putting up maybe like a little white blanket that you probably have hanging around the house and just kind of drape it over something and have him sit in front of it. And then, you know, with a little uh, mouse yeah. or a, something that makes a noise that he doesn't hear all the time or some sort yes. of toy or something that swings, a little pendulum mm -hmm. toy. You do that and you can control where his eyes are going depending on where you're holding the toy um, and then so you get his attention and you've got to be quick yes um, but I've noticed but, that yeah. I was gonna ask if there was anything because you know you yep. see the moment and you take the picture in your in your brain in your heart yes. and uh, but by the time you whip out the the camera yeah the kids are better at it because they they use it all the time you've so. got to be ready all the time mm -hmm. yeah always a camera ready and and again that's such an important thing remembering where where the uh, eye placement is where you're putting the little toy or the piece of bacon or uh -huh. whatever it is and doing dramatic backgrounds like I, I love to use black and your cat would be great with a black background so if you have a black I'm not sure you'd be able to see him <laughs> if he's great well depending on the yeah, shade yeah, so yeah and the lights yeah. I want to remind uh, us I'm gonna uh, say hello to our podcast uh, listeners yeah. and uh, I hope you get to see this on video at um, capecattimes.com life with Gwen uh, because uh, this guy and Kim's nice yeah. looking, but the dog is really <laughs> sealing the show here, you know. Because they uh, always do, they always do. I love it. Yes, so. and uh, he's got his little bowl here. Patty said he got it for the holidays. Her niece, I think, made it. Yeah. Oh, her god dialer, her goddaughter made it. So, uh, he's got a special little bowl here. She, oh, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. I am so sorry. But I do think, I adore that you are so cute and so relaxed. This dog yes, is really relaxed. Yes, so good. Ready for prime time. Yes. Yep. 
Yes, absolutely. Those lights, you know, we have lights on in the studio um, just to brighten us up a bit, but um, you shoot mostly natural light, right? I do. I rarely use flash unless it's a dark dog or the circumstances are difficult that you really need a flash because that just um, kind of takes away from their natural behavior with the flash that uh, attention. But um, so I try even, you know, if you are using a regular camera, you can use your, uh, you know, pop up your ISO and your ISO is like letting the sunlight in. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I might go up to 1800, 2000 ISO um, just to bring as much light as Essentially I can. Essentially opening the, the lens. Exactly. And, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. For the people who are, are doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to remember, I've got the dog in my lap, so I have to remember to speak into the right. mic <laughs> or I'll be listening to this afterwards saying, I can't hear a word I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, do you, do you talk? Do you talk much? No? Kind of the strong, silent type of lady? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. We're going to do that again. <laughs> and it, it's amazing, so. too, with, with the dogs. Um, one of the stories on Dogs on Cape Cod, there's um, a wonderful cardiac service dog named Adele. And um, um, when the family went to get a dog for um, uh, the son, that he could have his own dog, they would go to the shelters over and over and over again, and they would wait for Adele to give them some sort of... Uh, commitment as to this seems like a great dog oh. so um i forget which shelter they were in but they were walking around and adele stopped and laid down in front of uh, chewbacca was the dog's name and that's how they knew chewbacca was the perfect dog for them to they, live in the same house exactly mm -hmm. so that was the dog that adele chose for um the the little boy and it turned out as adele is a cardiac service dog um she has basically saved her mother's life many many times um she it, it, it turned out when they took Chewbacca to the doctors that Chewbacca had a cardiac issue. Hmm. So Adele would also not only alert the mom, but would alert if the dog was having an issue. That's amazing. So it, it's an amazing story. Dogs, Dogs are amazing. Working, they have so many things that they can do hmm. for us and with us. And, and uh, um, when we had folks here from uh, the Brewster um, yes. Animal Rescue League, yes. they were saying that if you have another animal, Yes. It is good to bring them to the uh, to the rescue center, and you know maybe not cats so much, but other dogs. Absolutely. And uh, then you can tell if if they're going to get along, which is always yeah. a huge question for me: is how do you know if you have multiple dogs if you're if you're going to yeah. be a good match? Yes, I've always only rescued dogs, and we always have brought our dogs with us to make sure it's a good match. And you know, I swear they all know they're all being saved and they're just happy to be a part of your family. And of course, you know, like the little sign says, um, uh, this shelter dog rescued my family. And that's that's really what they do. They just they give you so much amazing gift. It is. I I would get a dog, except that I just don't have a regular enough schedule or someone who could, you know, take care of the cat can be annoyed when I get home because he's he thinks he's part dog. But right, uh, of course, um, but it, you know, it's it's not the same. Dogs really need you there at they a regular do. time. They do. But when you think about the alternative, a lot of times um, that the dogs have no home uh, and or stay in shelters for sometimes years, as I have oh. seen, um, it it beats the alternative. So even if it's only a short amount of time, you shouldn't be swayed by, well, I'm hardly ever home. You know, if you can make a point of every few hours or coming home for lunch or just giving mm. great time in the evening and great time in the morning, a nice walk and all that, they're just happy to They'll be a adjust, part of your family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, my yeah. sister found that uh, she has a 100-pound uh, uh, 
a Bernice Mountain Dog, oh, and beautiful. she she yeah. found that when she got a job closer to home yeah. and was able to uh, come, you know, for home for lunch and yeah. and have the dog just socialize and, and play with her and everything, that that really helped with um, the rest of the routine for the day. Absolutely. And your so. blood pressure immediately goes down because you could have the worst possible day, but as soon as you walk through that door, it's, hi, hi, Mopsy. And they're just so happy, and it puts you in such a better frame of mind. Um, and it, it allows, a dog allows you to let go of all of your own stuff and concentrate on something and someone very special that gives back and just wants to be your friend. I think Mopsy is impressed because she's never seen a human who can speak that right. <laughs> in that high of a tone before. So uh, let's see, we have a message from Karen Watkins. It says, uh, never thought how camera fl uh, flash may distract pet from natural pose. Uh, thanks. And uh, may apply to camera reverse people too. Yeah. Yes, I guess, it, yes, I guess exactly. that's true. It's so true. As I found during the I'm of Cape Cod book, that was uh, essential. It's not getting, and that's the other thing with a long lens. And now, of course, you know, even with the instant cameras, a little um, point and shoot, they have such a great range. So sometimes it's better, depending on the subject matter, to get way away and not be in their face, whether it's a dog or a person, and mm -hmm. then just zoom it when it's on your computer. That sounds great. And I wanted to mention that uh, we're coming up on uh, five minutes or so here. So if you have questions, I'm sorry I forgot to invite you earlier, but you can certainly type them right into uh, our Facebook Live page and we will get your questions answered. Kim will take care of those. Absolutely. And uh, also, uh, there are a couple of books that you wrote for children that I'd, I'd like to get to. Yes, oh, Could great. you pick sure. those up? Uh, Absolutely. Well, this book is Talk About From My Heart. Um, Karen Ginter and I did a book called Max and Charlie Help a Hero. And the wonderful thing is it's a, a true story about a little boy in Nantucket, uh, Luke Stringer, who raised $30,000 for a veteran to get a service dog. He met this veteran in Nantucket, and um, he's, the veteran told him his incredible need for this dog, and he said, I've got I've to do it. So um, he did. He raised $30,000, and so the story is exactly that about um, the little boy, and the only thing we added was um, he had the help of his dog, so they uh, had a lemonade stand uh, and a cookie stand for dogs and raised the money, and the wonderful, and uh, uh, this, it all goes to, um, the um, it, everything goes to, after the, you know, expenses, um, to Steve Xaros, uh, his son, who was killed in Afghanistan, uh, the Stephen G., excuse me, the Nicholas G. Zaros Foundation. Mm -hmm. So the money goes to him, to the MSVCA in Centerville, and the Holidays for Heroes that um, helps veterans uh, find respite uh, after difficult times with their families. And we were actually just able, the last week we gave the three of them $5,200. Oh, that's um, wonderful. So it was great. And then one other thing, too, it was wonderful with the uh, American Red Cross. Uh, Luke won uh, the Youth Hero Award. So that was probably the best moment of my entire life. It was just so joyous. Um, so I'm incredibly proud of it's this book. It's amazing yeah. how, the reach of, of uh, a project like that. Yes. Now, can yeah. people buy that around here? Yes, they can um, buy it absolutely anywhere and uh, any of the bookstores and on Amazon.com. You can also buy it. But and, don't forget to get yeah. your local bookstores first. Yes, so important, so. the bookstores. And they're in every town, so Good. no excuse not to. 
But if you're in the middle of nowhere, you can get it on yes, Amazon. Absolutely. Just in case. Yep. I mean, yep. it's great to have Amazon do some things, but we want to have all our local stores yes. open. Oh my and God. You have one so more book important. that I'm edging towards you. Yes, absolutely. And this book, my last book, is called uh, Kaylee Finds a Friend. And it was written by the amazing Andy LeClaire, um, who is the best-selling author of 11 books and um, this book uh, chronicles a golden retriever named Charlie and a little girl named Kaylee and they find um, basically their special friend and it's in the search and basically the message is you never know what's right there in front of you um, till you concentrate and, and it's right underneath you um, in terms of finding finding a friend. So they found each other. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. Great and message. You and a nice story about how you and Anne found each other. Yes, exactly. Living in the Ex same town. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. Yeah, this this book is such an example for so many people, regardless of age. So she wrote the book and then I took photographs of the little girl and the little dog. Right. Which and that's was not amazing. illustrated if you open it up. Exactly. That's the, uh, yep, actual, the actual photos. Actual so. images. Um, just hold it up yeah. towards the camera there. I hope you guys are going to be able to hear this because I realize you and I got a little way from the from the microphone. But uh, oh, that's so cute! Look, he's a big dog, but he looks very friendly. So anyway, you know what? I think you have earned a shot at the holding. Yes, Mopsy. There we go. Oh my goodness. He is wonderful. I don't know what he weighs. He's just the right size for About a little pounds, cuddle. I'd say eight, eight or nine, something like that. <laughs> so we, um, we thank you for joining us today. And uh, we thank Mopsy and, and Kim. And uh, hopefully if you make funny noises like Kim does, you can get the... Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> and other people can do that, huh? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if you you make a funny noise, your your dog may uh, you may get his attention or her attention, and uh, get some be even better photos for your phone to share with your colleagues. It's been a fun day. I hope you had fun. We certainly did. Join us again next week live at noon on Cape Cod Times Facebook in um, to see the next next episode of Life with Gwen. Thanks, Glenn. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.